Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you know that we have a super secret place full of super secret people who are awesome? And without the support of these people, the other stories wouldn't even be able to run at all. These supporters get early access to episodes, they get monthly bonus exclusive episodes, and they get super powered shoutouts. Oh yeah, and they get access to our Discord server, where we have regular chit chats and video hangouts. These people are, of course, our patrons. And they support us over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. If you're interested, then be sure to head over to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and pledge today. Today's episode is Justice Done, written and narrated by James Barnett, aka Jimmy Horace. A day to forget. That's what today is. On a scale of one to fucked. Well, welcome to Fucktown. I thought I was doing a good thing. You know, like in that comic. What's it called? Ah, yes, Kick-Ass. Scourging the world of evil and all that social justice nonsense which seems so lost in my moral spectrum now. Thoughts of redemption flood my consciousness and everything else remains dull and muted as though I am underwater. But here I am jumping ahead of myself, 
I suppose I should start at the beginning, so whoever is reading this can understand why I am doing this. I wouldn't call myself an avid gamer. My father had ruined my interest in games when I was young. He's been a game designer my whole life, and often brought home games that were in development for me to try out. It was almost a weekly ritual. So I had seen it all. The best and the worst. The weird, the boring, the messed up. You name it, and I had probably seen it. These days I only really play so I can stay in touch with my friends. A couple of years ago my father had been offered a VP job on the other side of the country with a company called Boundless. They were known as a developer that were always pushing the envelope with their titles. It was only last year they released a game. Well, Simulator is the better name for it. We had to rack up the highest score by torturing people using all manner of devices. That was the sole goal of the game pretty messed up, right? There were even microtransactions to buy different outfits and settings. It even had a cinematic recording mode where you could play back your best torturing moments, like it was a movie or something. It was their highest grossing game ever. I think they are currently developing it to have VR capabilities. I say this just to display to you how far some of the content Boundless release can go. This was just one of many. My father was hesitant about taking the job originally because of this, but ultimately both of my parents agreed taking it was in the best interest of our family. So here I am, on the other side of the country with no friends. It was a Friday night and my parents were out on their regular date night. Friday nights for them and Saturday nights for me, their son. That's what they were always saying, especially since my father worked pretty much around the clock during the week. Sometimes we wouldn't even see him until the weekend. On this particular Friday night, I had absolutely nothing to do. My friends were all out at a party back home. It was storming out, so there was a fat chance of me heading to the cinema like I had planned to check out the new James Wan masterpiece. Tried watching Halloween. Carpenter's Halloween, of course. I put it on the projector and settled in with some popcorn. But not even Jamie Lee's screams and Carpenter's synths were enough to abate my boredom. Being 18, I wasn't a stranger to sneaking a drink or two from my parents' liquor cabinet. I thought maybe a couple of fingers of my father's Michter's bourbon would help make things a bit more interesting. So I headed to his office and tried the door. It was locked, of course. My father really was a paranoid arsehole sometimes. For a man who worked in an industry that entertained the younger generations, he was so clueless sometimes. He only started to lock his door in this house stating a lot of the work he was completing was top secret. I laughed when he said that. It's not like he was working for the government or anything. A couple of YouTube clips later, and a lockpick kit purchased from Amazon, and I was now a master at breaking into his office whenever I wanted. I got in with ease and opened his liquor cabinet. Right next to the Mictas was a small safe box that wasn't there last time. I ran my hand over the cold steel case and wondered at the possibilities of its contents. I took it out and put it on the desk, poured a drink, and sat on the chair behind the desk. As I sipped the bourbon, I ran my hand over the box. It was black with a grey bumpy texture. It was 30 by 30 centimetres and about 20 centimetres high. There was a number pad on the top of it. It didn't feel too heavy and looked quite new. 
I finally concluded that it must be a gun. It was a good size for a handgun, but that made no sense. My father was always against this sort of thing. My mother certainly was. It had been 30 minutes and I was sipping my second bourbon when I decided I was going to attempt to open it, my curiosity far outweighing my sense. The golden liquid was raising my confidence with each sip. Thunder rumbled outside and sheets of rain noisily splashed against the windows. I tried the most obvious pin. One, six, one, zero, two, zero, zero, four. There was a loud click and the top unlocked. I spat my mouth full of bourbon over the desk in shock. Really, Dad? Your wedding anniversary? So imaginative, I said as I laughed and mopped up the bourbon with a tissue. After tidying up, I sat on the chair again and opened the lid. I gave out a gasp as I pulled out a black DVD case. Under it was a handgun. Holy shit, Dad, I said as I pushed the safe box with the gun away from me. As if even having it that close to me could set it off or something. I inspected the case, turning it over in my hands. It had a piece of masking tape on the front with the words, Justice Done, written in blocky writing. Now the question was, was this some sort of bootleg porn I should just stash back away where I found it, or is it a game my father was working on? I decided it was the latter, and carried the case to the couch where my laptop sat on the coffee table. I sat down and opened it up. It sprang to life in anticipation. The DVD case crackled as I opened it like a book. The case held a small USB thumb drive that sat neatly in the centre of the case and a small piece of paper. I unfolded it and read it. There will be justice for all. I know your secrets. Okay, I said as I pulled the USB free and pressed it into the side of the laptop. I was wondering whether this was a good idea or not when the screen flashed and went black. Ah, fuck. I said tapping the keyboard. Don't tell me this is one of those things that kills your computer as soon as you plug it in. I don't know who I was asking. Maybe I snuck a little too much bourbon. Tried the trusty old Control-Alt-Delete trick, but nothing happened. Ten seconds later, a droning synth came from the laptop speakers and a large skull came into focus. The word justice was engraved in the top row of the teeth and the word done on the bottom row. What the hell? The word play etched itself into the forehead of the skull and flashed a crimson colour. I used the mouse to hover over the word. It changed from a pointer to a hand and finger, indicating I could interact with it. I sat there for a minute. Now was my last chance to put this away and go back to some old horror movies and forget about all this. Something about it made my stomach do flips. What else am I going to do? I asked to no one, clicking on play. The skull's mouth opened wide and turned in on itself. The screen changed to floating black balls on a grey background. They looked like little balls of smoke. There was one that was off to the right which seemed a little larger than the others. I hovered the pointer over it and it changed to the hand. Here goes. The screen flashed again and showed a manila folder opened up. A blurred out headshot of a face was in the top left. Underneath the picture was information about the person and crimes they had committed. Their name was struck out as if it was redacted information. Under the crimes section it went into explicit detail. Has broken into a residence in the town of Hawthorne and executed the whole family, which consisted of husband, wife and two young children. 
did sever phalanges and then limbs as a form of torture before lacerating their throats with a kitchen knife. Hang on a second. I was confused. Hawthorne was my hometown. I remembered my parents talking about those killings when I was younger. I read on. Has kidnapped multiple people and taken them out to an abandoned property in the industrial sector of Hawthorne. More crimes from his hometown. His father's attention to detail for this game was creepy AF. Has beaten to death a homeless man in downtown Perth. Pulled my phone out of my pocket and did a quick news search. Perth homeless man beaten. Immediately, a story came up with the exact details that were on the screen of my computer. It happened last week. The word next flashed in the bottom right of the screen and I clicked on it. The screen went to black again and two words appeared. Kill and capture. I sat back and thought about it. The game was called Justice Done. Did the developers, my dad, expect the player to follow the high road and put the culprit in jail? Or did they want to see you visit the depths of that darkness and choose to kill the killer? I laughed. Everyone always does the bad thing in games like this. Why would this be any different? Of course we want the child killer to die. I clicked on kill, and the screen flashed. A low-res video started. It was a camera set up from inside a toilet cubicle, peeking through the crack in the door. The sink and mirrors in view. A minute later, a toilet flushed, and a man walked to the basin to wash his hands. A gloved hand entered the frame and slowly opened the door. My heart was pounding so loudly in my chest that all I could focus on was the knife now in the frame. A lump in my throat formed and I remembered to breathe. I gulped air. The camera was obviously a GoPro attached to a figure who now walked towards the man. I glanced up at the reflection of the man who was washing his hands, and it was my father. His eyes went wide, and I saw the knife slash his throat. No, I cried, as I watched my father collapse over the sink, the camera filming his reflection as I watched the light fade from his eyes. The screen flashed back to the file, the photo now clear. It is my father. There are digital photos that appear, and I scroll through them. They are my father in the act, committing these crimes. The screen fades to black. The words, justice done, flash on the screen. I will never play a game again. I go to the office and grab the gun. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Justice Done was written and narrated by James Barnett, a.k.a. Jimmy Horrors, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson, and sound effect provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading. And, of course, to Ben Errington, for the healing magic of his chakra enriching social media content. If you follow us and you feel realigned or mysticized, then you can thank Ben Errington for that. You don't have to thank him with words, just pat out some thank you vibes in and he'll pick up on them. James Barnett, aka Jimmy Horace himself, is the producer of the Night's End podcast, a short story fiction podcast with tales of horror and the paranormal. 
search for it wherever you get your podcasts and you can also catch up with his other works at jamesbarnettauthor.com once again i wanted to give a big and huge and massive shout out to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver they get early access to episodes they get monthly bonus exclusive episodes super powered shout outs merch short story and podcast fiction critiques and they get access to our discord server where we hang out daily and talk about all sorts of stuff games films what we're working on and we do share the odd meme odd being the uh the keyword there so if you want to join us head over to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver once again that's patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver the other stories is a production of the story studio hawk and cleaver and it's brought to you with a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives license that means don't change it don't sell it but by all means share the hell out of it So, until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.